0: Beginning to look a lot like Christmas, you're supposed to sing with me. (laughs) This is all you, boo. Awkward silence on my (laughs) end. Oh,
1: holy night. Welcome to Literally Disturbed. (laughs) Um, We disturb
0: you before we even say anything.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, She wanted me to sing with her, but... um, yeah, I just needed her to to do that on her own.
0: <laughs> Welcome back, friends. Yeah, hi, hey guys. I'm Katie. I'm Brittany.
1: Um, That's and
0: me. yeah, this is our podcast where each week we tell you some disturbing stories.
1: Yes, one of us tells you a true crime, and then the other tells you a paranormal story. So yeah. we are a twofer.
0: Twofer. Yeah, you know, buy one get one. Yeah, I guess. No, but really, uh, usually the stories aren't quite as disturbing as just us in general. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah, you're very welcome. That's why you should listen to us because we just bring a whole last new aspect to, you know, to the stories that you've probably heard a hundred times already.
1: We try to like find the ones you haven't heard. I got a good
0: one this week.
1: We'll see. (laughs) We'll see if I I got a good one. I too. No, I meant like for mine. Sorry. I wasn't like, yeah.
0: No, I got you. Um, so wait, do you have any updates? Oh no, I do have an update. It's your update, but I'm going to tell them. We got to see my little baby nephew and he was so uh, cute. <laughs> so, yeah, we,
1: so you know, like if, if you've been pregnant before, um, or you've
0: known anyone pregnant ever, yes, or you have
1: <laughs> a baby that you didn't give birth to, but is there, you get two sonograms whenever, like just with your doctor, but, um, that's it. And I already had my two sonograms. Yep.
0: Um, Unless your baby's breached, then they have to keep doing it to make sure they flippity-flew around.
1: Yeah. So, but they have like this place that you can go to um, where you can get like basically glamour shots
0: mm-hmm. for.
1: And they were. Your baby. Were. Um. So it's not like a doctor that's doing it, it's just like. A, a sonogram tag they're not and measuring then,
0: anything they're just no. looking for cuteness
1: yes and it was really cute because he was being stubborn and um they had charles talk to the belt like to my belly mm-hmm. to get him to move and as soon as charles started talking that's when he actually started Aww, cooperating so it was like a really like cute Daddy. moment with charles oh um,
0: that's cute i didn't know that
1: but yeah so he is a little chunk and he looks just like his father <laughs> um And he had a very grumpy face on the whole time. So at least there's a little bit of me in there. There
0: was definitely some grumpy. face. He had his little frowny on his face.
1: (laughs) It was cute. Um, But yeah, got to see little baby Calvin.
0: Yeah, it was really cute. I was excited.
1: And if you want to see that, you can go to my um, personal Instagram. It's keeping up with Katie. And there's a period in between each word. So like keeping period
0: up period and you know so on and so forth you get it you get it I don't post anything on mine so if you listen like literally I think one of the last no the last picture I posted is when we went to Goatman's Bridge oh okay so and it long, was of Hitler time. The the creepy art of Hitler so if you want to see that yeah. you can go to mine but the before that I think it's all from when we went to New Orleans
1: so which it's just like long two years time. ago yes that was like right when the pandemic hit
0: <laughs> yeah right literally the week before yes. is when we went and yes. the day we came home is when everything, everything shut down it was ridiculous it was weird
1: okay so we're just gonna hop
0: right into our episode ooh, ooh. is there anything else oh i mean i'm sure i could think of something but we're gonna proceed anyways
1: all right so we're just gonna go into my true crime story um this is about blake labelle
0: okay i've not heard of this person
1: um he is a true crime author. Oh. Yeah, intriguing. Who spoiler alert, kills his girlfriend like one of the plots in one of his novels. <laughs> oh shit. Well, yeah. Um, I guess that's one way to do it. Um so my I want to say I I did not write down my um I pulled a Britney and didn't <laughs> Didn't I'm not going to be able to cite my sources, but I'm pretty sure I got this from Murderal, Murderopoly or Murderpedia. I don't know. One of those. And then Wikipedia, of course. I did use that. Okay, so Blake LaBelle lived a life of luxury in L.A. Um, LaBelle was the son of Lorne LaBelle, a sailor on the country's 1979 Olympics team, and he was a prominent real estate developer. His mom was Eleanor LaBelle, the daughter of Paul and Liana Chatel, who founded Arlo's Products Limited. Okay. So I don't know what that is, but That's a thing. they had money. Yep. Um, he grew up in Toronto's Forest Hill neighborhood before moving to L.A. where he lived off an allowance of $18,000 per month.
0: Oh, fuck you. From his mommy and daddy. Are you serious?
1: Um, When his mom passed away... He inherited the majority of her estate, including the lavish home in Forest Hill, which he sold for $5.5 million.
0: Wow. So he got money. Yeah, he got some dollars in the bank. So online, like
1: most people, (laughs) he appeared to be thriving in the bright lights of LA. He directed several episodes of the cartoon adaptation of the movie Meatballs, And Uh he wrote or co-wrote a number of graphic novels and a space opera comic series.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Okay.
1: Uh, He also helped to run a publishing company that put out a comic in partnership with Wilmer Valderrama. Oh, well, that's something I've heard of. Like Fez (laughs) from That 70s Show. I said good day. (laughs) (laughs) He was married and had two young sons and the family lived in Beverly Hills, However, despite the fact that he seemed successful, he practically had no income from his endeavors and depended on uh, his father uh, uh, to pay
0: his credit card
1: bills. Oh fuck.
0: So he is just like blowing his daddy's money while Basically. doing nothing pretty. Like
1: much. he's has all of these like on paper accomplishments, but it's probably he's paying them probably to help have them on the product. That's products. really a, So, I have a funny story. Okay. Um, so there's this family that's well known in the town that we grew up.
0: Uh, figure that's what you were talking about. And
1: one of the daughters wanted to be an actress. Okay. Well, (laughs) she sucked. I'm sorry. That's really mean. She was not very good. They're terrible people. They are. (laughs) Um, and so her daddy had to pay this, um, one of those like children, I want to say, like, okay, it's like Disney Channel where they have, like, the open call where you come oh, and you have to those. do, like, the photo shoots mm-hmm. and you pay them to do all this. Right. It was like that, but not for Disney Channel. Um, but they paid them to put her on a TV show But they ended up canceling the TV show because it was so bad. So they put out all this money just to get her out there and then nothing ever came of it. So
0: that's what it kind of reminds me of. That's a little bit like karma. Yes. (laughs) I like that version better, you guys.
1: I'm so mean. Um, I'm sorry. Anyways. Okay. Moving on. So... His daddy had to pay his credit card bills, and in 2015, he filed for divorce, and shortly after his new girlfriend, Ayana Kaysen, fell pregnant. So, in 2010, um, Blake created the graphic novel Syndrome. The plot follows a doctor's quest to isolate the root of evil in the brain and tries his experiment out on a serial killer. In a case of life imitating art... Like I said in the
0: beginning. Spoiler alert. This is actually kind of interesting, Yes,
1: He would later brutally murder his girlfriend in a crime which was said to follow the script from the graphic novel.
0: Listen. It's just fucked up. It's so fucked up. Like, why couldn't you just have, like, a great graphic novel? Because I would probably read that. Like, that sounds interesting, you know? You probably can read it. And I don't think that I want to now. I don't want to support that. Absolutely not. He, like... That's one of those that's just like, Mm -hmm. you don't bring Uh -uh. certain types of art into reality.
1: It was funny. There was this meme and it was like, um, a lot of true crime authors or whatnot, Mm -hmm. they said if the FBI ever were to get on their computer it would be very bad just <gasps> from all yeah, of, the like, research, their research, sur- yeah. But then they're, like, no, you really need to be, um, like, weary of the ones that don't research and just come up with it all in their head. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's
0: <laughs> legit, though. Yes. You know, you're just, you're that smart that you can...
1: You're that fucked up that you can come up with the plot that, that is you? about killing somebody.
0: That's so... What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> so,
1: um... Ayana, the girlfriend, was born in Ukraine and lived in Kiev until her late 20s. She studied law in college and worked in tax ex- inspection. In 2014, she moved to L.A. on a student visa. It was here that she met and started to date Blake. Just the week before her murder, Blake was actually charged with felony rape and was out on $100,000 bail. His victim was not Ayana, but when she found out, she moved out of their apartment and moved in with her mother, who was visiting from Ukraine, to help with their newborn baby, Diana. So she's just had a baby. Her boyfriend just raped somebody and is out on bail.
0: And oh, my. Yeah, that's.
1: So he's got issues. Yeah. So in May of 2016, Ayana returned to the apartment to speak with Blake. When she didn't come back to her mother's apartment or call her to let her know where she was staying, her mother reported her missing, prompting police to pay a visit to the couple's apartment. Um, As they arrived at the scene, Blake barricaded himself in by placing bedding and furniture at the door. Ultimately, he came out real peacefully and gave himself up, said Lieutenant David Coleman. Upon entering the dimly lit apartment, it was clear why... Blake hadn't wanted them to come in. In a blood-spattered bedroom, police found the body of 30-year-old Ayanna Kaysen laying on a blood-stained mattress with a Mickey Mouse comforter on it. Diana was found beside her mother's body, but she was unharmed, thankfully, the baby. Ayanna's autopsy painted a terrifying picture of the pain and terror she had endured. This kind of reminds me of Dexter. Yeah. Like with the baby... Being there while the mother's, like, because, like, that happened to Dexter and then his son. If you watch the new, I don't know if anybody has watched the new season of Dexter, but that should be cray. I'm not going to do any spoilers. I was, like,
0: trying to cover my ears, but I'm wearing headphones (laughs) and I can't.
1: No, I'm not going to do any spoilers because it is new. That would be, like, I haven't even finished the original series, but they have it on Amazon Prime. Yes, I haven't finished the original series. I think I was, like, on the last season and I got bored of it, but then Charles wanted to start it. So I was like, okay. You really, as long as you, like, just go read the summary or the, the right. synopsis of their last episodes and then you'll kind you get of get be it. there.
0: Well, I, uh, the last one, that I that or the last, like, part I remember is where there's that serial killer that's that older guy that comes in and he's, like, knows, like, what Dexter does and he, like, goes, they have this, like, back and forth, like, it was his brother, right? It was
1: Ice Pit Killer. Or something. No, it was exactly a different after one? that. It was the oh, old guy. Then I don't know. It was. The I old... think that might have been when I stopped watching. Oh, because he, the Ice Pit Killer, killed his wife, right? His brother. Yeah, and that's when I stopped watching. It was like right after that. Yeah, that that one was that 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 thing was bananas. Yeah. Anyways, all right, sorry. Moving on. Sorry, it just reminded me of that. So um, Ayana's autopsy, like I said, painted a terrifying picture of the pain and terror she had endured. Her blood had been completely drained. Her head was scalped, and her eyebrows and right ear had been cut off. There were several bite marks on her jaw. Okay, so she um, died from blunt force trauma to the to the skull and exsanguination. The pathologist noted that uh, Ayana had survived for at least eight hours after receiving the scalp injury. So he scalped her, and then she had to leave there for eight hours. That is awful. uh. I have never seen this before, and I doubt if hardly any forensic pathologists in this country or abroad have seen this outside of perhaps maybe wartime, he said. Um, the autopsy man. Blake appeared in court several days later. He was wearing a sleeveless padded suicide jacket and pleaded not guilty. He was arraigned on charges of mayhem and aggravated mayhem, torture, and murder, As defined by the California Criminal Code, mayhem includes disfigurement or dismemberment, while aggravated mayhem is defined as showing extreme indifference to the physical or psychological well-being of another person by causing permanent disability or disfigurement. His lawyer, Alea uh, Cameron, questioned whether he was mentally competent to stand trial. Um, Los Angeles Superior Court Judge Keith Schwartz ordered LaBelle to undergo a psychological evaluation. Blake would be ruled competent, and the trial was scheduled for 2018. During Blake's trial, graphic photographs of the crime scene were shown. In his testimony, Sergeant William Cotter painted or pointed out blood stains on drapes, on a headboard, on a lamp. He also showed a piece of flesh on the bedding and... On um, Ayana's lifeless and naked body. She was scalped, bruised, and missing her eyebrows and right ear. The pathologist Jonathan Lucas said basically her scalp is missing from the top of her head. There is an absence of tissue. We're looking directly at bone. He also testified that Ayana was still alive while being mutilated. As for a motivation, the prosecution argued that Blake was jealous of the attention that Ayana was paying to their newborn daughter. Ayanna's mother, Olda Kaysen, read out an impact statement. He took away the most precious thing that a baby could have. The monster ruined our lives, ruined the lives of his family, lives of his sons, of his newborn daughter, who looks just like him, like a spitting image. At the time of the trial, Kaysen's daughter was living with her family back in Ukraine. Blake was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. And imposing the life sentence, Judge Mark Wyndham said... The case was unusual due to the savagery, the defendant's profound brutality, and his inconceivable cruelty. The prosecution had opted not to seek the death penalty because Blake didn't have a prior criminal record, IRL. He raped somebody. How is that
0: not a prior record? Yeah.
1: But also because of the massive backlog of inmates waiting to be executed in California. We seek death in you, you know relatively few cases given the fact that nobody has been put to death in over a decade and there's 740 something on death row right now
0: so why aren't so, they killing them then i don't know
1: it's I the deputy understand. district attorney beth silverman i don't know and i think i should probably look into this before i speak so don't take this and y'all can correct me if you want because i do i do want to know the reason why people aren't just executed right away when they're sentenced is because there could be a chance that. They're wrongfully or or wrongfully convicted. And so there has to be, I think, a certain time frame or like before they can get
0: to like exhaust any resources to prove them like they give them a chance to prove their innocence, I guess.
1: Yes. Right. Because, I mean, I feel like a lot of people do get wrongfully convicted a lot of times and then they do end up getting killed. So in February 2019, a California judge ordered. Blake to pay the family of ayana 42 million dollars this murder didn't just kill one person it really did kill the family it shattered the family and the family has had a hard time crawling back from this said jake finkel an attorney representing ayana's family
0: and that is it well that's super not that's just that's disturbing my story this week is brought to you by proud Good job, that was a good job. (gasps) Listen to me. (laughs) You could do an ad. I totally could. That was very ad worthy. Maybe somebody will let us do an ad one day. Please, someone, because we would like some money someday for this. By the (laughs) way, guys, Patreon, Patreon. Yeah, we suck at doing things
1: for y'all. So, like, I don't blame you for not paying us. But but
0: we do at least put out regular episodes, and sometimes we're funny. Sometimes. So we entertain you. Sometimes. Entertainment. All right. Um, anyways, so you. yes, story that I have for you. This, my friends, is the tale of, what the fuck is her name? I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay. Good <laughs> job. Okay. This, my friends, is the tale of La Bafana. Okay also known as the Italian Christmas witch.
1: Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
0: It is. I'm so excited to do this one. She's like my spirit sister. Yeah. Or something. Okay. So the figure of Baba Natale, a.k.a. Father Christmas, with a red hat and suit, a white beard, and a bag full of presents and a sleigh with reindeers is famous all over the world. He loves Santa Claus. Yeah. Old Saint Nick. Ho, ho, ho. In Italy, however, children eagerly wait for a visit from another figure known in their culture as La Bafana. An old shabby lady, but good-hearted and hard-working, loved so much by the children, is a woman also known as the Italian Christmas witch. La Bafana is a very friendly and amiable Italian witch who rides around on a broomstick. She often smiles and carries a sack full of candies and gifts. As everyone knows in Italian folklore, La Bafana brings presents to the good children on the morning of the Epiphany, January sixth.
1: Come now, my children, I'll, I'll take,
0: take you, you away. away. That's what it reminds me Into of. Land I cannot of wait till the new one comes out. Can't, oh my god. No, let me just hold on, pause you guys. For years, I saw that fucking post every Christmas, Hocus Pocus 2, Hocus Pocus 2, and twice I fell for that shit. So this time, when I saw it, you're like, oh, whatever. I'm like, fuck that. It's not real. And then I went and I like looked it up, and I'm like, holy shit, you guys, it's real, it's happening.
1: Are you excited for um, New Year's Day? Uh, she, Guys, she doesn't know what's happening on New Year's Day. What? What the fuck, Brittany? What's New Year's Day? Harry Potter reunion. 20 years. It's going to happen. Oh, it comes Oh, I didn't
0: know that. Yeah. I'm so not hip with it. Oh, my God. All my of heart- them are coming back for a reunion. They're coming back for... That's, like... That's, you guys, more epic than the Friends reunion. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. And it's going to come out on... The first. I didn't know. That's the year. so exciting. Well, I'm actually kind of glad I just now learned because now I don't have to wait this long. <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> and then the game weeks. comes out next year too. That I am.
1: We already talked I about that listen. last episode. But I yeah. will
0: buy. I will disappear into mm-hmm. Hogwarts land. Okay. Anyways. Anyway, sh- okay. Back to La Bafana. Okay. So just January 6th. That's where we're at. The name La originates from the Greek word Epiphania, the Italian name for the religious festival of the Epiphany. The first legend is about three wise men who stopped at La house to ask for the road to Bethlehem. Interesting. Very. I've never heard that version. either. They asked her to accompany them, but she denied. She stayed at home to finish the cleaning and promised that she would catch up with them. By the time she finished her chores, they had gone too far away. She began running after them with presents for the baby Jesus, still carrying the broom in her hand. Somehow, she began to fly on her broomstick, but couldn't find the wise men. Since then, the story about the Epiphany Feast started. The second legend dates back during the reign of King Harold. He ordered the execution of each male child born in the Christ in the year of Christ's birth. One lady couldn't bear the loss of her child and tried to convince herself that her boy was not killed but lost instead. She wrapped up all the child's belongings and started searching from house to house. Finally, she came upon a child. Convinced that she found her lost son, she placed all of her son's belongings next to the crib where the baby lay. The child's father looked at the stranger bearing presents to his child and wondered about her past. This tale may date back to the Roman pagan festival of Saturnalia. It lasts a week or two before the winter starts, and at the end of this festival, Romans usually go to the Temple of Juno to have their fortunes read by an old crone. Every year, on the 6th of January, Italians are celebrating Epiphany, 12 days after Christmas. People celebrate it in many countries. In the USA, it's famous for uh, Three Kings Day. In Mexico, it's Dia de los Reyes. Uh, It's traditionally the time when... He will give honor to the three wise men who visited Jesus at his place of birth. Hmm, I didn't know about that either. Yeah, interesting. Um, so, Epiphany is also a public holiday. People neither go to work nor children to school. For banks, post offices, governments, and other businesses, it is also a non working day. Epiphany is such a magical celebration full of symbolic values. Even animals can speak and say what they think to humans. It's in believing. In Italy, the celebrations different or differ from region one region to another. I don't know why I can't talk. In some regions, people burn a bonfire with a figure of La Bafana on top. In southern Italy, they dress up a bl- they dress up in black with big bushy beards, parading on the streets with lanterns, knocking from one door to another and asking for food. Interesting. Yeah, I like that idea. Give me some food. Why I would I want strangers children. food. Just <laughs> Oh, I mean, I guess that's true. You take their candy, though.
1: Yeah, but it's prepackaged, and you but check you that pre-packaged shit. Prepackaged
0: food. You know, most okay. of the food we eat is prepackaged anyways. <laughs> uh In La Marche region, the celebration lasts four days from January 2nd to 6th. This is a big celebration where children can meet La Bafana and La Casa de la Bafana. In in Venice, on the 6th of January, men dress as La La They have boat racing on the Grand Canal. In the region of Tuscany, since early in the morning, horns and drums fill the uh, the streets and people march down the streets. The biggest bonfire ceremony takes place in Tarcento. Uh, On the evening of January 6th, a big bonfire is lit near the ruins of the ruined medieval castle. Even though she is less famous outside Italy than Santa Claus, this Italian witch is a well-known figure in Italian culture. She is a Christmas witch for them. In Milan, the parade goes from Duomo to the Church of Santo Saraggio. This holiday marks the end of Christmas and New Year's Feast, which means that children have to go back to school, and adults have to go back to work, and then the Christmas spirit comes down. Many people believed in the existence of La Bufana, While others believe it's an interesting story created for children. Um, This is a children's song chanted in her honor. La Bafana comes at night in tattered shoes, dressed in the Roman style. Long live La Bafana. She brings cinders and coals to the naughty children. To the good children, she brings sweets and lots of gifts. I'm not really sure how you're supposed to chant or sing that, but that's the words. There you go. They eagerly wait for La Bafana all year round. That is my story of the Christmas switch. I love how mine was all brutal and yours is all Christmassy. Isn't that cool. cute? That's why I wanted us to sing at the beginning.
1: Well, little Soso did <clears throat> not um, have her story ready because she was out of town this weekend, so we're gonna not. Yeah, do hers. we're
0: skippity doing her this week.
1: Thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to follow us on our socials, you can find us on Instagram at literally disturbed podcast. You can find us on Twitter at literally d pod, and you can find us on Facebook. We have two Facebook groups. One's called um, Literally disturbed. disturbed Facebook Official. No, it's official. Literally, no,
0: it's Literally Disturbed True Crime and Paranormal Podcast. Yes. Yeah, that
1: one. And then there's the one that's Literally investigations. Disturbed Investigations. But yeah, thank you guys for listening, and bye. Bye. bye.